0: Welcome to the Global Franchise Podcast, bringing you timely conversations with the industry's most prominent leaders. I'm Kieran McLoone, Editor for Global Franchise Magazine.
1: Yeah, our business has evolved over time through their input. Even the addition of makeup has become an important part of our business. That was driven by franchisees saying, we really need to be offering this service because it goes hand in hand with blowouts and and what our customers are looking for.
0: Sometimes franchise brands can ride the line between multiple industries to ultimately create something completely new and fresh. One such example is Blow Blow Dry Bar, which positions itself in both the wellness and beauty markets to deliver blow dries and other beauty services to its customers, with a focus put on the experience that its guests receive. The brand's CEO, Vanessa Jakobsen, knows a thing or two about delivering exceptional customer service. She has grown the brand since acquiring it with her partners in 2009, and over the next 13 years, Vanessa and her team developed Blow from a humble Canadian concept into an international powerhouse. This year, Blow is celebrating its 15th anniversary, so what better time to catch up with Vanessa to reflect on the brand's successful past and look forward to its ambitious future.
1: Well, it certainly has evolved while staying true to its its core. I think our philosophy has been that we have to evolve to meet consumer needs, to adapt to a changing marketplace, but our essence really is this unique concept of a hair salon that doesn't cut or color hair. That's really what put Blow on the map, what created this category in North America when our founders formed the company back in 2007. So over time, we've evolved our services. Makeup is a big piece of our our business offering today. Um, We've incorporated new services as our vendor partners have innovated their own product lines. And beyond that, we've also really come to understand more and more how our business offering is not just about gorgeous hair and beautiful makeup. It's very much about the wellness experience. We're at this kind of conversion of beauty and wellness. So as we've become aware of that and and come to recognize more and more and more recently how important wellness is to the consumer, we've sort of shifted in some ways how we do business, how we deliver our services. So all in all, we've stayed true to our core, stayed true to our our roots and our brand essence and, and brand promise, while also making sure that we're continually evolving and adapting.
0: Great. Well, I'd I'd like to return to the idea of the experience provided by the brand in just a moment. But as you mentioned there, the brand was first founded in 2007. And then a couple of years later, you and your partners um, acquired the brand in 2009. Yes. And I was just curious, Vanessa, to learn a little more about what kind of attracted you to the brand when it was still in such a its infancy, you know, it was a very emerging concept at the time. What drew you towards it? So the
1: Prequel, the backstory, if you will, is that we had a children's hair salon concept that my husband and our business partner had started here in Toronto. So we were already in the multi unit hair salon space. Um, That chain had grown to a combination of corporate and franchise locations. And my husband also had experience in another hair salon franchise concept through um, another business group that he was involved with so when somebody told us about blow blow dry bar in 2009 it was two years old and had three locations all in vancouver canada Um, and so coming from that perspective of knowing the hair salon space so well my husband and the team really recognized quickly what a novel concept this was and when we did a deeper dive and realized how successful it was with those three corporate owned locations in vancouver it was a really attractive proposition so we acquired the company in 2009 we turned it into a franchise because the team having experienced this world of a combination of corporate and franchise locations really felt that they wanted to um, pick one path forward, they didn't want to have that kind of conflict of interest at the head office level. So franchising was deemed the right strategic approach. And so those original corporate locations were sold to franchisees, who are still in our system, who are still in our system today, and then we expanded into Toronto and later into the US. So that's the backstory.
0: Okay, well, it certainly sounds like that kind of decision to stick with franchising has worked out very well to you, for your your brand because, you, as you say, you've expanded and continue to do so. Um, but as you, you mentioned up top there, Vanessa, it seems that the appeal of Blow Blow Dry Bar for both franchisees and customers of the brand is this kind of experience provided, as much as it is the services, of course, and the wide service offering you have. Um but kind of the idea of experience can be quite intangible. How would you say that the brand makes that experience a positive one? What kind of steps are put in place to ensure that every guest or every franchisee you partner with comes away, um, you know, having a more positive experience than they entered with?
1: Well, it starts with the people. So the franchisees that we recruit, we want to make sure that they really have a passion for delivering excellent customer service. Many of them have experienced our business or competitive businesses from a customer perspective. So they do have an inherent understanding of what the customer is looking for. So we try to recruit people who really are focused on the importance of Delivering exceptional customer service. And that extends to the people that they recruit for their teams. They know that they need to find talented stylists and makeup artists who also have a passion for delivering exceptional customer service. So it starts with the people. And then it is about making sure that our systems and protocols that we train to are designed to deliver. That really wonderful guest experience. And what makes it interesting and, and challenging is that the experience that a guest seeks on any given day can vary. So, uh, one customer might be there because she's a busy career woman and she just wants the convenience of having someone else do her hair while she catches up on work in the chair and it's about that quick convenience service. Uh, another woman might be there in the middle of the day while her kids are at school and she's looking for some me time, some pampering, and so she wants to be able to relax and enjoy and be taken care of. Um, there might be another group of women who are in because they're getting ready to go together for a girl's night out or a bridal party or a mother coming in with her little girl for some mommy daughter time. So the experience for the customer can vary and it can vary for the same customer on different days. So it really is about helping our staff understand how to tap into what the customer is looking for so that they can deliver You know, does the customer want to engage? Do they feel like a chat or do they just want their quiet time in the chair? So really training to um, recognize and appreciate those, those different moments for the customer and how to deliver them.
0: Absolutely, and that makes a lot of sense because the idea of, you know, people first recruitment is something that all industries are kind of looking for nowadays because that personal touch is so important. But I'd imagine it's increasingly so for a brand like yourselves where that one-on-one, quite intimate service is, you know, it is the the cornerstone of what makes everything else successful. Um, you'd mentioned, of course, Vanessa, that the brand began in Canada and then you've expanded into the states, and it's all very quite focused on that um, North American continent. But what are the plans, if any, for expansion? Beyond that, do you have kind of eyes on international growth at the moment or are you still saturating the markets you're within?
1: Look, there's lots of opportunity for us still to grow within the North American market and we're very focused on that. But at the same time, we are very interested in expanding internationally Um, and there are a number of markets that we're focused on and where we are very confident that the brand would thrive. Um, I'll be honest, we had a couple of failed attempts over the years with franchisees in international markets. And what we concluded was that um, part of the reason for those those failures was that they were one-off single unit operators. And so what we're really looking for in terms of international expansion is a group or an individual that can uh, commit to multiple units in a market and really build out or develop the market uh, either themselves or through recruiting other franchisees because we want that sophisticated individual or group who knows how to build a brand in a market, um, who's well capitalized, who can make the investment to uh, open multiple locations within a relatively short period of time to help Build brand presence. So we are looking for that um, more sophisticated uh, partner to take us internationally
0: yeah well it sounds like at least those kind of initial missteps as you say they weren't in vain you've learned a lot from those which is always great and even the biggest brands in the world of course have countless hurdles along the way and learning experience such as that um just in terms of while we're talking about kind of the future development of the blow blow dry bar brand um how involved are blows franchisees themselves in making decisions about the future of the franchise is it kind of a a, a group kind of collaborative enterprise or is it more the franchise or is driving that to development?
1: We are a very collaborative organization. We have always, um, since I started working with our team, we've always focused on ensuring that the franchisees are very involved, are actively engaged for soliciting feedback and um, developing ideas, pilot testing product services or approaches. So yes, we really do pride ourselves on being that collaborative culture. So we have a very open door policy, uh, if you will. Our franchisees know that they can communicate with any member of the corporate team at any time to share feedback, to share ideas. We are frequently sending out surveys to our customer, to our, our franchisees. I nearly said customer because we really do consider our franchisees to be our customers. Our, our head office team, uh, we believe wholeheartedly that we are in the customer service business and our franchisees are our customers. So if you want to serve your customers well, you've got to really. Be in touch with them and really have your finger on the pulse of what it is that they're looking for, what's important to them. You want to be engaging with your customer because they're on the front lines experiencing the business in a different way. So they're going to know what's working, what isn't working. They're going to be that wealth of ideas um, to, to help move the business forward. So, yes, we're very collaborative and actively seek out those opportunities to engage with our franchisees. And yeah, our business has evolved over time through their input. Even the addition of makeup, which as I mentioned earlier, has become an important part of our business, that was driven by franchisees saying we really need to be offering this service because it goes hand in hand with blowouts and and what our customers are looking for.
0: Yeah, no, that's really great to hear. And it certainly sounds like you're practicing that kind of servant leadership mentality that I know a lot of CEOs and leaders are really striving for at the moment, particularly in franchising, where you want to support a a wider network. Um, And that kind of brings me quite nicely to my next question, Vanessa, which is just about, um, you know, you've, of course, now been CEO of Blow for six years now. And in your opinion, as someone who's been in that role, and has no doubt had experience with many others within those kinds of roles, what do you think makes for a good leader in today's business landscape?
1: Um, there are a few things for sure um i think that collaboration is key it's it's definitely an important value of mine and that certainly extends to how we engage here at blow's head office um, you know whenever we have a new hire on the team no matter what the position is that they're coming in for we make a point i make a point of saying to them we want all voices heard we, there's no um, no barriers. Good ideas come from everywhere. So sometimes we'll engage the whole team around the boardroom table for a brainstorm session to come up with, I don't know, a new tagline or new service description. Um, so really that collaboration extends to how I engage with my team. And I think that's so important for uh, for a leader. Um, I think that that idea of innovation is so important. I think as a leader, one has to always be um, looking for those opportunities to develop. You never know where competition is going to come from. And I think if you look back at the dot-com era, or you look at the Uber uh, phenomenon. You you know that um, that incumbent established businesses and industries can very quickly be changed by competition that comes out of left field. So I think it's extremely important as a leader to to be aware of that and to look for those opportunities to be staying one step ahead and uh, and innovating. I think leaders have to be inspiring as well. Leaders have to be cheerleaders for their teams and in our case for our franchisees as well. Um, So that's really important to me, too, is having those opportunities to engage with our franchisees, to get out on the road, spend time with them, learn from them, share with them what we're thinking of. Uh, Again, engaging them for feedback and that source of ideas from the front lines um, and inspiring them with the vision of where we see the business going, where we see The potential being for them, you know, as small business owners, many of them first time entrepreneurs in our world, they don't necessarily know what the potential is for their business. So helping set the vision for them of what their business can be, what they can be as leaders themselves is an important part of uh, what, what I strive to do as a leader in this business.
0: And uh, my final question for you, Vanessa, is specifically about you as a leader. What do you find fulfilling about being such a prominent franchisor within this very rapidly growing wellness and beauty space?
1: For me, it's about the opportunities that we create for um, our franchisees. You know it's it's a real privilege to be brought into this entrepreneurial journey that each of them has embarked upon. And we know that there's a lot at stake for them. They're committing their family's uh, capital to this business, their time, their energy. They've got their hopes and dreams. And so for me, it's a real privilege to be a part of that. And it's a responsibility that I take very seriously. and, And the whole team here at the office does too. And then it's about the opportunities we know that we're creating for all the people who work in our bars, the stylists and makeup artists, managers, front desk um, individuals. We create really wonderful career opportunities through our business, opportunities for people to grow and develop and earn a great living and have fun and be part of really wonderful teams of individuals at each location. So to me, that's so much a part of what brings me joy in this business. And then, of course, our customers. Some of my favorite moments are sitting in our bars, watching a customer walk in, and she walks in like it's any old day, and she walks out with a smile on her face and a bounce in her step, and she's tossing her head, and it sounds like a cliche, but it really is a transformative experience at the services that we deliver. So all of that is just so fulfilling to me. It's a joyful business. You know, we're not curing disease. I wish we were, but we are making the world a happier place one blowout at a time.
0: Absolutely. Well, I think that's a very positive note to end on. So thank you very much once again for joining us, Vanessa, and uh, looking forward to seeing what's next from you guys throughout the year.
1: Thank you so much, Karen. I appreciated the great chat today.
0: It was great to learn more about the Blow Blow Dry Bar brand and how Vanessa and the leadership team are always on the lookout for people-first franchisees that will drive the experiential nature of the operation. A franchise brand service offering can be world class, but if the way that it interacts with customers isn't up to scratch, then people simply won't want to come back time and time again. It was also very interesting to hear about Blow's previous attempts at international travel. As Vanessa and I touched on, failure in this sense is very rarely a wholly negative thing. As long as franchisors learn from their mistakes and use those learnings in future growth, then it can still be a worthwhile experiment. We'd love to hear from you on this. Has your brand struggled when entering a new market? And what lessons were learned from this? Make sure to let us know.
1: If you like the podcast, subscribe and recommend it to your friends and colleagues. Or even better, leave a review or a simple rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your pods. To keep up to date with franchise news and have it put into context by the global franchise experts, subscribe to the magazine, hit us up at globalfranchisemagazine.com and follow us on Twitter,
0: Facebook and LinkedIn today.